We're live, pal. That's right, folks. You're here at the Wrestling Inc. post-Monday Night Raw show podcast with the one, the only, the trio of terror, my and myself, <laughs> the blueprint, Matt Morgan, joined by our all-star, rookie of the year, and the season isn't even over yet, Mr. <laughs> Alfred uh, Konua, along with the owner and proprietor of WrestlingInc.com, Raj Geary. We are happy to be back. We hope you all have had a fantastic weekend since you've seen me last because I'm on this show every damn episode. Um, <laughs> just busting Raj's balls. Um, <laughs> but all, all jokes aside, I want to throw it over to Alfred. Great. The fantastic job, by the way, Matt. I really love that. Uh, I like Trio of Terror. That's, that's awesome, too. I like that. Uh, we go to Raw. Uh, opening package quickly with Sheamus and McIntyre, teasing the tension between those two. Uh, then we go into the ring for the Nightmare Before TLC segment. So what this essentially is, is a Miz reading a story. Very similar to kind of what Samoa Joe did a couple of years ago when he was shooting with AJ Styles, where he has an actual book, Nightmare Before TLC. It rhymes. Oh. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but at one point he says, um, uh, the ferocious friend, you know, he said, the greatest hero for miles and miles. Phenomenal, AJ Styles. And then the lights go on, and here comes AJ Styles in one of the corner. And Styles calls out his ferocious friend with a deep-minded voice, which is almost Miz has the lights shut off. And then uh, McIntyre, playing the role of Drew McIntyre, is, in fact, John Morrison in full Braveheart regalia, doing the whole uh, Braveheart gimmick, uh, improving as it were. Uh, and then uh, AJ says that, uh, you know, pretends to hit with a chair, and they kind of get into a fake fight. They're doing all kinds of improv, which is the running theme of this segment, and Miz gets mad at him. They all start arguing. Um, at the end of this whole display, the Miz adds some extra comments where he says if AJ should fail, then that's when Miz attacks, and it's time for the Miz, Mr. Money in the Bank. Uh, so then they start getting into it, and uh, they get interrupted by Sheamus. Sheamus uh, comes down to the ring. AJ tells him that if you're not going to be part of the solution, you're going to be part of the problem. Uh, so Styles throws show, a Christmas tree at Sheamus. Sheamus Follows up by throwing a gift at Styles, and this sets up AJ Styles versus Shane before the break. What did you guys think about this opening segment, Matt? Um, I thought it was funny. I, I did. I thought it was funny and lame at the same time, on and off, kind of. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, AJ's AJ was was pretty funny. I thought um, Miz is always good. I thought Miz looked. I didn't. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know how I feel about AJ playing like the jester a little bit in this at, at certain points. I'm like, that's AJ freaking Styles. I love me some Miz, but I walked away feeling Miz was the bigger star in that segment. Like he was made to feel like the bigger star. He is not a bigger star, but he was made to feel that way. And I don't know. What'd y'all say? It was too goofy for me. And, you know, again, when I think of when I watch wrestling, a lot of times I want to see stuff where I could watch it, have friends over and then they get into it or they think it's cool. But, you know, when they see something like that, they're like, what? You know, this is yeah. corny, goofy stuff. And I can, goofy. you know, who watches this? <laughs> so I just thought it was I just thought it was corny. I thought it was us. I promise I'm not. I promise I'm not a dork. Mainstream uh, friends of mine. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) But when you ask who watches this, a lot of our audience is you know middle aged, fifty year old men and whatnot. They're not going to like 
the story time with the Miz and the stuff that happened in this segment. Hmm. I mean, a, a big part of the demo is over fifty. Um. So I, I mean, granted, it's it's nitpicking over one one segment. I usually think Miz and Morrison are. are funny as hell funny as hell usually really quick wait wait tell me about the i don't want to go into can of worms but what do you mean by most of the crowds 50 well that is wwe's most popular audience is men over the age of 50 so i just with them in mind it's like you know a lot of their audience are people who watch during the attitude all right right, so more of their fans are 50 years and over than are let's say 30 years and over yeah, I mean, that is the most dominant. When you look at total viewership that WWE does, the most dominant group that they really rely on are men over the age of 50. Yeah. I would have thought kids. I would have thought kids. No, no, they don't do that. I mean, they, kids do watch the product, but not nearly as much as when the product was hot, and they actually do struggle to retain children, and especially women, too. Yeah, their median uh, audience is something like 55 or something. Yeah. Something, something really old. Yeah. What's, not to be a jerk here, but what's AWs? do we know? AEW's is higher than you'd expect, but they do really well 18 to 49. You know, yeah, like yeah. that. Um, I would not have guessed this 50 business. I thought for sure kids were globbing onto the show, like little kids. I mean, they're still yeah. a good chance. I mean, you know, when you're talking about 2 million people, you know, that watch it in, in a given week, you know, you're, yeah. there's hundreds of thousands that are, you know, okay. 18 to 49 and everything like that. So Sorry yeah. about that tangent. I really had to know that, though. No, it's fine. My only issue with this is this is a go-home show for TLC, and this is a WWE championship. And then also your WWE champion is a serious guy in Drew McIntyre, who they've actually done a great job as a top babyface. So this really didn't kind of fit like a a Drew McIntyre-type segment. But, I mean, he obviously wasn't part of it. It just kind of undermines him as a serious WWE champion for them to go um, into this direction. But it did have funny parts to it. Like, there were parts that legitimately I thought that were kind of funny, but I felt uneasy seeing this in the opening segment. Uh, but then we we go into Sheamus versus AJ Styles. So they just, real cool. quick, I, I just feel like always whenever WWE when they do these Christmas segments, uh, it just I don't know. I can't remember the last time it's been good. I mean, I think you got to go back like 15 years. You know, when oh, the last time it was good, like when Stone Cold was uh, stunt. You know, giving a stunner to Santa. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, it's, it's it's been a long time since they do these holiday theme you know uh, segments, and they just come across as flat. Yeah. So we get into uh, Sheamus versus AJ Styles. Uh, they have a good match. Sheamus is uh, uh, basically selling his left knee as AJ Styles is working it over. He gets a calf crutcher on it uh, at one point. Uh, before they go to break, uh, Sheamus and almost are kind of staring each other down. Uh, that doesn't really play in anything. Uh, the finish comes when Sheamus tries to climb the ropes with uh, AJ Styles on his shoulder, going for like a super white noise, but Styles gets out strikes his knee and rolls him up and gets a clean victory. Uh, AJ Styles beats Sheamus. After the match, Sheamus goes after Styles, but they both trap. Uh, Sheamus is laying in the ropes, and Styles just obliterates Sheamus with the steel chair, uh, almost gives him a steel chair, and he just continues to go to work on him. Uh, no McIntyre for the save, and that is the end of essentially the first match of the show. What did you think about that, Matt? Weird spot to be doing chair shots. Um couple times look like you hit him in the crowd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, James is a tough dude to be able to take all that, just for the record. Um, I thought AJ gave him way too much, way too much. Seamus, look, Seamus got over tonight. If I watch this match again, I come away with, wow, the Seamus character is pretty damn good. Um, all the stuff is very believable. His offense is very hard hitting. And, again, I thought AJ gave him way too much. This is – 
But that's the beauty of working with AJ Styles. That's why I loved working him. He's one of my favorite opponents because he puts everybody over he works with. AJ, you got to get greedier. I mean, it, it does make sense to try to protect Sheamus because they are going to have him feud with Drew, you know, sometime in the near future. I don't know if right after this or I could not see that being the WrestleMania match, but um, who knows? But, you know, they're definitely, you know, doing Building Sheamus versus, him. yeah. Because you saw that little flash thing they put up there about his. I'm glad they did that because yeah. he is a former world champion. He beat John yeah. Cena yeah. in a tables match. Um, he's very authentic, very legitimate, and they treated him like crap for years. But unfortunately, and he's a friend of mine, I, I can't unsee what I've seen over the last 45 years with him. And not to mention, right now, they're beating him all the time. Yeah. I don't think anyone sees Sheamus beating Drew McIntyre. So you no. should be getting Sheamus hotter and getting him more wins. So it's yes. not implausible. But he's just getting beaten every week. I mean, granted, in this case, it made all the sense for AJ to win. Uh, because AJ does have the title match this this Sunday. But you know, there's, no, there's no shot in hell AJ wins, though? Come on. None? Yeah. No, I don't. I'm not I'd be shocked if it happened. Uh, but one problem I had with the segment was that Drew McIntyre did not come down to make a save. Uh, it was not brought up as to why he was not able to be there, and I thought that was kind of a storyline hole, especially considering the fact that the fact that him and Sheamus are such good friends is so center of the storyline that the fact that his best friend didn't come down to make the save and it wasn't maybe, addressed. Maybe that's the onus. Maybe that's the. It could be, yeah, because they've touched on this before. Like a couple weeks ago, Drew McIntyre didn't come to make the stage. They actually made a thing of it backstage. And McIntyre admitted, like, yeah, I just kind of wanted to see you get your ass kicked. Like, being kind of a dick about it, but I thought it was very inconsistent, especially throughout the show. You saw baby faces making saves, uh, especially in situations so, where you think that they were hurt. Don't you think that becomes the impetus, though, of why yeah. Sheamus and him become, you know, they do, it, it they do that on purpose? It well, can, Remember yeah. they did this a couple weeks ago where uh, – you know, Drew didn't save Sheamus, and and right. later they said he said, oh, they I talked you about can take care of yourself." Right, you know, like we don't do that kind of thing. So, so they go they back and of... forth with it, maybe to through AJ's match. You know what I mean? Maybe it's right. next week. The follow up is after the pay per view. Of yeah, by the way, what the hell? Where the hell were you? You know what I mean? Right, right. I mean, that is a good follow-up. And if they did establish it, that's one thing. But, I mean, he was getting savagely beaten. And AJ even mentioned during the beatdown, hey, where's your best friend now? And it's, it's just kind of like an off thing that the guy's not coming to see it. But I get it. If this is an impetus and they tell the story, I have does, no problem with it. But, but to be fair, that's what makes – I think it hurts your baby faces. Right. Yeah. Hey, I, I, Alfred, you, your, your mic was crackling a little bit. Were you hearing that? <laughs> A little bit. I just thought it was my headset, which okay. sucks. Yeah, it might have been moving around. Tell me if it uh, continues to crackle. We'll try to okay. no. that. Okay. Gotcha. Real quick, Justin Lopez with the $1.99 Super Chat saying, AEW's Christmas story was better than this. Ah. I mean, at the opening segment. Um, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I, I saw it. They, yeah, they, they did, AEW, they did a, a spoof or a parody of the Christmas story. And I guess it's going to be airing during the TNT Christmas story marathon that they do every year. How did this person see it? It's online. You can check it out. It's at yeah. Wrestling Inc. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So we go backstage from earlier today. They show the Hurt Business bullying a guy wearing a Matt Riddle hat and, and having a bro nut. And they pour milk all over his head. And then they talk to Sarah Schreiber about uh, Riddle's focus. MVP says that he's going to teach Riddle about respect. And then Lashley closes it out, said that uh, the Hurt Business will send Matt Riddle and Hardy uh, back to where they came from. Something along those lines. Then uh, we huh. go to... Uh, Riddle, he has an idea for the New Day. So they're backstage. 
Hardy and the New Day are getting ready to come out. Here comes Riddle. He says, you know how we miss Big E tonight. Why don't we have Jeff Hardy team up with the New Day with Bro E in the corner? An enemy, and then uh, Kofi says an enemy to the Hurt Business, or the Butt Hurt Business, as he calls them, is a friend for the New Day. And then we get ready for our next match. The New Day and Jeff Hardy versus Benjamin, Alexander, and Lashley. Uh, this match kind of continues to tell that story of Cedric Alexander kind of being the hot dog of the group and stepping over his bounds. He tags himself in at one point. Lashley does not like that. Uh, it, the finish comes where there's a hot tag to Hardy and everything kind of falls apart. A lot of high spots there. Uh, it gets down to Sheamus or Hardy and Cedric finally in the ring. Lashley makes a blind tag. Uh, there's a twist of fate on Cedric, but it doesn't count. As Hardy goes to the top, uh, Cedric trips his leg. Hardy gets into the Hurt Lock. Hurt Business wins, but Cedric celebrates this like he was the one who won the match. Uh, so the Hurt Business beats the New Day and Jeff Hardy. What did you guys think about this match, Matt? Really quick, in the promo, I couldn't take my eyes off the fact that Bobby Lashley poured milk all over his beautiful suit. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous suit. Kind of um, face too. <laughs> I was like, damn, Bobby, was that part of it? Was that supposed to happen? Way to no-sell it. <laughs> Um, and, and, and and these guys in these segments, these are their real clothes. Like the WWE yes. is not furnishing them. That's Hell his actual no. suit. Yeah, <laughs> vest on underneath everything. I was like, damn, you wrote, you screwed that up. Um, <laughs> but um, written out promos for them. Uh, I, I guess I would I would assume MVP's wasn't because his came across the most natural. But um, the match itself was what it was. It was entertaining. I I did pop for Kofi calling them butt hurt business again. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about the infighting. Uh, you know, I would have liked to have seen Cedric for quite a few weeks just be this vicious dicky heel, not cocky, not the hot shot Willie Mays Hayes, if you will, of the heel tag uh, uh, group where he's trying to show up his own teammates. It's too early for that, Fred. I he's been a babyface for, 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 for quite a long time. Very, very baby facey, like super baby facey, like squeaky clean, annoyingly baby facey. So this heel turn for him could, and I hope we'll do even more for him, but he needs to be a heel. And well, come on, Matt, he's out healing the heels on the match, trying to be hot dog. That's not out healing heels. Out healing heels is being more vicious than when you get in the ring, than a Shelton Benjamin and a Bobby Lash. If you can do that in your heat, now you're proving yourself as a heel. Now you're going to get more heat on you because of that. Because they're not, that's a tough act to get more heat on physically on your opponents during the heat of the match versus the hot dog high spot crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. One thing we forgot to mention it, almost, almost uh, in that last match was trying to do some, you know, like was trying to, he was kind of like pulled Seamus out and was like, looked like he was trying to do something and he just, froze and got lost so who um, uh, almost, almost the AJ giant the bodyguard yeah in, in that prior segment so he's one of several guys him keith lee otis uh mace they're being sent to the performance center to improve and work on their skills okay um, yeah and uh you can see it he could definitely use it because he, yeah. he definitely that's not, that's not gonna hurt it's not gonna hurt them but i will make the point real quick it will screw up uh uh Keith Lee, and it will screw up uh, um, what's his name? Um, Otis's confidence a little bit, in my opinion. This happened to me a couple mm -hmm. times. I needed it, but at the time, it still kind of screwed with my confidence a little bit because um, it told me that I wasn't fully ready, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, somebody in almost his position could absolutely benefit from work like this because he's so yeah. new to wrestling. But if you get a like, 15-year veteran, you say, we're going to relearn all those wires that you learn, it's uh, really not going to be good for his confidence. Um, yeah, but... I'm worried, you know, about, I'm, wor- I'm worried about Keith, that's all. Yeah. yeah. But it's better to improve than to go down the card. And we're kind oh, of absolutely. seeing Keith kind of going down the cards. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that later. It's uh, not good for Keith. Back yeah, uh, real quick, um, also with the match, this is what the fourth week in a row now that they've done a variation of the New Day versus the yes. Hurt Business. Yes, right, right. So you know we're we're in that cycle where with the tag teams they just repeat the same match over and oh. over and over we're, we're, with we're, variations. We're, wait for the singles. Wait for the singles yeah. uh, matches between them, brother. Those are coming next. Yeah, I feel like the Hurt Business has been in like the same two feuds for the last seven months or so. They I feel like need just... yes. They need to win the tag titles. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're waiting for. And again, I say ad nauseum. How about how is Bobby Lashley not a multi-time former world champion already? Yeah. yeah, I was saying I noted on Twitter that he's one of the more protected guys to have not won a world title. It's kind of crazy that he's never won a world title. I don't know what they're waiting and for. I'm not counting ECW or TNA. I mean, in WWE, he's yeah. not a spring chicken. He yeah. looks like one, wrestles mm-hmm. like one, but he is not. And they still protect him. He still does, you know, yeah. very well. Very rarely do you ever see him. He looks better than all of them. Who yeah. doesn't he look better than? Yeah. Probably the best physique in the history of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's I mean, there. basically, outside of Drew and Roman, him and Braun, uh, Lashley and Braun, are probably the most protected. You know, underneath those guys. So yeah. good call. Yeah, and Bray. Um, so, yeah, Bray. Terry Allen Jr. with oh. the five dollars super chart, uh, five dollar and ten cent super chat, saying previous week Ortiz wore autism inclusion. Saw that supporting us, Matt. Really nice, and AEW is selling them. Very nice. Saw that. And by, by the way, uh, AEW is the first company that I've seen nationally, at least on television, get with uh, um, Culture City. That's the company that I work with, and I help them get into stadiums and places like that to create uh, sensory rooms for kids with autism that can still watch the event, have headsets on, have fidget toys and things to do while their families are able to watch the game through the class. It's a cool experience. Culture City has a lot of work. And that was one of my first things that I really loved about Brandy Rhodes. She's the first person, in my opinion, to bring it out on national television. It's an awesome company, and uh, that's cool you noticed that. I did, too, the T-shirt. Really yeah. cool. Uh, a couple other of uh, the chats here. I am the best 237 saying, anytime I see a tag match, I turn the channel. Ha! But I love seeing Lashley in a good spot. Yep. So that, <laughs> that is cool. Uh, a couple other real quick. Uh, Little IMJ saying, you could see it on Keith Lee's, Keith Lee's face. He just didn't look happy to be there at all tonight. Sucks. Man. And well, uh, Estimation Jones saying, just tell Keith to slow down his spots. WTF. And so we'll get more into the Keith Lee segments because it, yeah, it, it really did feel like they were bringing him down a little bit. Yeah. So uh, we go backstage. Oscar's pumping up Lana. She's saying, you can do it. Uh, you're the bravest person I know. Proud to be a partner. Go out there and beat Lana uh, Nia Jack. So Lana goes out. She's confident, but then Nia gets there, and all of her confidence disappears. Very quick match. Uh, Lana gets a Hurricane Rada on Nia Jax. Nia gets pissed, tries a Samoan drop from the top rope. They almost fall, but Lana counters and rolls up Nia Jax for the win. Clean win by Lana over Nia Jax. After the match, Shayna Baszler ambushes Asuka, and then Nia Jax and Shayna do a number on Lana, smash her arm, a leg drops Lana's leg, Asuka makes a save on Lana, despite getting beaten up backstage, and runs off the heels, but the damage is pretty much done as Lana is all beaten up. What do you guys think about these segments, Matt? I don't want to invest in Lana because I don't think it's real still. 
they pulled her from the match. What yeah. sense does that make? She was she's the story of that match. Yeah. Later on, right, now she's out of the match, so it's not going to be Asuka and Lana. Asuka's going to have to find a tag team partner, and you're right. That's exactly what they've been doing for months. She gets put to the table. You want to, at the end, or at least in their minds, at the end, they're aiming for this underdog to get her moment, but here comes the moment. She's not going to be there. To me, the no-brainer, this is TLC. The no-brainer was to have this match be a tables match, and Asuka and Lana win by putting Nia through a table, then you get, you know, it, it kind of the payback. Nia goes through a table. Lana and Asuka win the tag titles, and it's a feel-good moment. Um, I'm assuming Lana's going to do something at the pay-per-view. Maybe she interferes, or, or I don't know what. Because, But this story just it makes no sense to pull her from it right now. I agree. I agree. So we go to uh, Elias and Jackson Riker. Uh, Riker says that Elias' music has changed him, and he believes that for far too long, Elias has been interrupted, disrespected, and attacked. <laughs> Jackson Riker is here to stop that. So we get Jackson Riker's purpose with Elias. He is Elias' security guard to stop him from being interrupted. And uh, Elias goes on to dedicate a performance to Lana, and he is interrupted by R-Truth. R-Truth says he's not an interrupter. And Elias says, you just interrupted me. What do you have to say about yourself? And R-Truth does a bit says, well, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. So uh, then the jobbers come out, uh, guys come out and get killed by Riker, and our truth runs off. And, you know, Jackson Riker is kind of spotlighted as a big monster. What did you think about this, Matt? They did make him look a monster. I think it's ridiculous that we're supposed to believe that Jackson Riker is sick of people. Uh, I'm sorry, that his music talked to him so much that he didn't want to see it get interrupted, and he wanted to make sure to defend him from his music ever being uh, broken up. Get that yeah. out of here. <laughs> and you got Cutler and, and Wesley Blake. They got new gimmicks on on SmackDown. This is Jackson Riker's raw debut. He had debuted. He had, they had tried out this gimmick last week on uh, on main event. So yeah, Riker now a member of the Raw team. Um, he's the former Gunner in TNA. Uh, had a little bit of a controversy, but uh, they, they decided to bring him up. I know there was a lot of people who thought that they might release him, but yeah, uh, that's not the case. So. He's a huge dude. I mean, he's physically, you know, he's physically imposing. And, you know, obviously Vince usually really likes that. Yeah. So we'll see where they keep him in this role. I mean, it is conducive to a lot of comedy because he's going to be with Elias. But so far, they've got him serious. And I think anything that he gets to do on TV out after that tweet he sent should be considered a bonus for him. Because I'm with you, Raj. It was sounding like you were never going to see him again after um, that controversy, but we go backstage. With uh, real me. quick, um, okay. a couple of the super chats here. Bigfoot sneakerhead with the four ninety nine super chat saying, "Off topic, are you watching Impact tomorrow? And will you guys have a podcast tomorrow?" And once again, thank Matt for Thrive. Dude, that dude is doing big things with his life right now. Proud of this guy. Um, uh, we are huh. not doing a podcast tomorrow. I'll watch it. I'll watch <laughs> it because I'm a real wrestling fan on this show that will. Watch Kenny Omega go back to Impact to see what he's doing. Yeah, I'll be watch. I'll I'll, I'll definitely watch that. Uh, no, you won't. No, you will not. You're gonna I'll, catch I'll watch it on the Kenny YouTube. Omega segment. <laughs> You're gonna I'll watch it on watch your phone on YouTube, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but we are going I mean, we have a podcast Sunday with uh, TLC. Obviously, Wednesday, Glenn will be back on Friday. So it's uh, we got a busy week coming up ahead. Yes, we do. And uh, Chris went with the five dollars super chat saying, "So I guess my spot guess was close." Yes. With Lana and Naya. Does this mean Asuka gives Dana and Mandy the shot during the pre-show? Why, why both of them? 
Well, I mean, well they both came back. Oh. But well, I don't I, I don't think it Is makes sense for her pulling Oscar? herself out of the match yeah. to give it to Dana and Mandy. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. I wouldn't have thought that, but I don't know. And that again, it, it just takes away weeks of storytelling. Yeah, it completes the baby witch. Yes, it does. I mean, they did do the storyline with Mandy and, and, and Dana Brooke getting injured by them, but you, I don't know. I figured you want to do more of a build. So. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, we go backstage. Uh, we've got Miz and Morrison being confronted by Keith Lee, who brings a coin, tells them to pick a side. They both argue about heads. It's heads. They both win. So it's going to be a two-on-one handicap match. Uh, this is a handicap match with both Miz and Morrison in the ring at the same time, uh, even though Films does say that they have to tag in and out, but then they come back from commercial, and he corrects himself, and apparently this is just them against Keith Lee. Lee dominates them early. but Real, real they- quick, on this segment, you, you have the baby face saying, they're going to win. Like, they're not going to lose. And when a babyface says that and then goes out and loses, you know, it's just, oh, it just yeah. makes them even look worse. It yeah. kills your credibility. You can't say things like that as a babyface. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's exactly what happens is that he's going for the spirit bomb, and then Ms. Chop blocks him, and they both pin him at the same time. He loses a really an ugly loss. What was the Lee. point of this? What was the point of this? Who did this get over? <laughs> yeah. Miz and Morris are two world-class – well, Morris is a world-class athlete. Miz is a former world champion, a, about to be, you know, maybe, you know, money in the – whatever the hell it is, bank, stolen championship coming up. Who knows? Um, semi around the main event, right, if you will. Um, what in the hell did Keith Lee do wrong to – number one, I, I don't give a crap. He should have beat them. He should have beat them. And nothing would have been happened to them. Nothing bad – what happened to what fans think of them? How could you have these two guys lose to him? Easy. He's bigger, stronger, faster, better. Yeah. Well, it looks like they're trying to do, you know, Miz and Morrison putting them in that world title picture for this Sunday, like, you know, involved with that that storyline. Okay. We, but Morrison yes. is not a part of it. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I... It's clear that Vince is soured on Keith Lee. I mean, you see it all the time. Uh, you know, someone's winning and winning, and then all of a sudden they just start losing every week, and then they just go down the card. We've seen it with Ricochet. We've seen it. With, we saw it in the past they, with Cedric Alexander. Um, he, this dude, I'm not just going off on a tangent here, breaks major barriers mm-hmm. for such a PC company. Always trying to be super, you know, PC, PC, PC. This dude is gift wrapped to you on a silver platter to to break so many barriers and not just the African American barrier I'm talking about. I'm getting a world champion that's an African American. I'm talking about the top dog in that damn company because he can go into interviews. Um, he could come. He, he he relates to so many demographics. It's not even freaking funny. And P.S. He's amazing in the ring. We've never seen somebody that size. Oh, Bam Bam Bigelow, man. I'm sorry. I love Bam Bam, Bam Bam to death. He was nowhere near as quick as Keith Lee. Not even close. That's you, quite high praise, by the way. Do you think Keith Lee's promos, though, do hurt him? Because it is I kind don't of get, that. Then, okay, then take him off the mic a little bit if people may not like that. He is a monster. He should be treated as such. And he should have stacked those two cats up. I love both of them. With one two-hand Road Warrior-style pin, one, two, three, snarling at the camera. No. Like, no. Well, how hard is this? Yeah, and they, like they're going out of their way to screw themselves, this company. I don't get it. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I, 
Oh, it sorry. seems like since day one, I feel like they've screwed up Keith Lee. Like they were, I know it we're has talking been about from day one. Yes, like Keith Lee's on the downturn now. It's like, do you remember a term where he was on the upswing? Like, yes, no. they gave a big win no. over Randy Orton, but like everybody gets their big win early and then goes away. And Keith Lee's just another casualty of this administration changing its mind and like all this business about a big man need to learn how to work. I'm not doubting that there there are guys who can learn something or two. I'm not doubting the fact that Keith Lee, even with his decorated career, can learn something. But this speaks to a problem in WWE. Vince McMahon, he just all decided that he soured on him. And this changing your mind on guys who are at once upon a time the apple of Vince's eye is going to be the death knell for WWE in trying to build a start. You gotta pick a guy. You gotta can I just can I just say something real quick? I don't think he was ever his apple of his eye. That's the problem. I think when he was out there and he made that big, big, huge introduction to the national audience, he got over that night. And from that moment on, it should have been. Uh, smooth sailing how to book this guy big, big man 101 squash match as soon as you debut him on Raw or Smackdown after that event where he got over at the pay-per-view versus Roman at the end of that was it Royal Rumble or something like that I forget what it was yes yeah, Survivor, uh, Survivor Series, Survivor Series. Yeah. And, and then the stare down he had with Brock and was and Brock sold big time for him Absolutely. Brock doesn't do that for everybody you idiots dropped the damn ball with this guy and you did it when you re- when you debuted him with the stupid music that you screwed up on him. You made him wear the stupid crap you made him wear. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, yeah. And it's been a it's it's been a slow uh, downhill <clears throat> thing for Keith. And and with NXT, the way they're getting their butts kicked by AEW is the widest margin this past Wednesday. Keith Lee would be way more valuable if you're not doing anything with them. Have him in NXT. Yeah. Him and Cross. I mean, that feud was working. You know, that oh, was doing it. well. And they were hurt. I would love to see both guys healthy working yeah. each other. Uh, Alejandro Villarreal saying, when will Triple H finally take over the whole WWE storyline writing? Bro. Just see what he has done with NXT. Now, here's the problem with that, though. NXT uh, is by far the least watched show uh, okay, know, okay. of the major ones. But but versus what Vince has been giving us, I'm sorry. I, I'll take at least Hunter's willing to think in the future. He's willing to... I mean, guys, he did something that, again, this company swore it would never do. It would never go out to the world and hire these vanilla majors, is what they used to call them way, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. These these indie rific, these internet darlings, these uh, five foot seven, five foot nine, five foot ten independent wrestlers that can work a really good match, but couldn't draw money is what I was always told, right? From yeah. from the establishment. Bullshit. Um, we've had people come in and prove that wrong. And and punk uh, punk and uh, Hunter saw that, and he changed NXT completely around by being smart enough to start gobbling them up and giving them a place to come wrestle under the WWE umbrella. Um, WWK also is an amazing show, the NXT UK version. Love that show as well, and they do that with those talents from overseas as well. It's smart. I think Hunter would be a lot better running full time WWE creative than what we're seeing now. You're right about w, uh, NXT Raj. Uh, about where they're at with their ratings and all that other good stuff. That's true. Um, but I still think it's much better than what Vince is giving us. And I sure as hell know he'd push Keith Lee to the moon. And it is interesting that when Paul Heyman you know, was fired or relieved from his role or they brought in Eric Bischoff, they never brought in Triple H for that role. You know, no, didn't they times. demote him technically no. or something weird like that? Did they move him to actually it, like something? Oh, his something. duties changed, and some people saw it as oh. a demotion, but others saw it as more responsibility. So it's just how you, you know, 
There may be a little bit of an indictment there or not on Triple H, the fact that they sent NXT after AEW to kill AEW, and that didn't even come close to happen happening. And you can still see it this day where AEW is approaching a million viewers and whatnot. So, so there may be a stink on Triple H. In ter- and again, I wouldn't say that it's fair, but there may be a stink could, on it in terms of a guy who can leave the company. I, I'm going to put that fire out right now. AEW destroys Raw and SmackDown. Not even close on what shows. I'm being dead serious. Uh, Roman Reigns, we love SmackDown because of Sasha and Roman Reigns. Take them out of the show. It's a snooze fest. It's a two-hour show, so it's less of a snooze fest than Raw is because it's three hours. Right. AEW is way easier to watch, way more fun to watch than both Raw, SmackDown, and yes, NXT, but to a lesser extent, NXT. NXT is my favorite, uh, my personal favorite WWE show, followed by then SmackDown and then Raw. Right. And then when you look at it, yeah. My own opinion. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Justin Lopez with the $5 super chat saying after Russell votes tweeted Keith Lee would be in the WWE title match (laughs) against Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar I can't see this happening now Uh, Vince has soured on him yeah so there was wait what so Russell votes yeah like they had reported last week that that was one of the the match being considered was Keith Lee versus Drew versus Brock but you see how Keith Lee is being used and they're wanting to send him back to the PC (sighs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he obviously he they they live right there, so it's not like he missed any TV time. He's just you know. No, it's his off days. I did yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I, I just man, I would kill to see that man. Many match. I actually kill rather. I'd rather see just Lesnar versus Keith Lee one on one. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Alejandro Villarreal saying, honestly, it's easier for me to watch NXT than Raw. Uh, about Keith Lee, I identify myself more with him as champ since I'm a heavy guy and a minority. Sure. Yeah, he, he doesn't look like an everyday champ, but I mean, he's got all the tools to be a world champ. You saw it in NXT. They put the rocket on that guy. He was the first ever double champion, and he was on his way. He didn't even get to be oh. double champion that long. He was on his right. way to doing some good things, but it was the mix between Kerry and Cross coming in and the fact that they were going to call him up. He didn't get to have that for very long, but now and he's and in no man's land. I was pissed when he gave up that title. I'm like, no. Yeah, and, and the way Don't they did it. Don't give that other title up, no. Yeah, the way they did it, I, I remember just, it was so... Uh, so undramatic, non-dramatic. So very rushed too. Yeah, uh, Lewis thirteen pointing out that Lee's Lee's head hit the apron off of a sloppy dive weeks ago, and so some people think that might be what kind of uh, made Vince decide that Keith Lee needs more work. Oh my good God, Vince, go show him how it's done then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is Jesus Christmas, really. Listen, I don't want people going back and looking at Keith Lee and saying, oh, yeah, look at That's why he needs to go to work. This is a Vince McMahon problem. This is what Vince does. Yeah, yeah. He changes his mind. He woke up on the wrong side of the bed and said, all the big guys don't know how to work. And now yes. he sets him to class. Yes. This no, is an infrastructure problem with WWE. He's right. You know? He's 100% I mean, right. We've been one of, his weird, one of his weird epiphanies that he has, and now it's all the big guys. And by the way, did, 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 did uh, Vince have anything to say about Brock Lesnar screwing, uh, botching his – uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, the moonsault? Shooting star. Oh, shooting yeah. star. Yeah. Press in WrestleMania? No. Right. And that was a much bigger buy. Sorry. Yeah. And, and Alfred, to your point, I mean, we've been, we've seen this forever where basically ever since, you know, 2005, you know, once they've been in full control, whether it's Cesaro or, you know, when Big E first came in, he got a, a push in yep. the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. And then they they brought him way down on the card, too. Mm-hmm. And Rusev. And, you know, you just see it time and time again where 
you see someone, someone gets some buzz, some momentum, and then they quickly bring it down. Braun, mm-hmm. I mean, they protect Braun in that he doesn't lose all the time, but he is not near as hot as he was a few years ago. Not at all. Everybody goes down. Yeah. Um, well, we get into the Firefly Funhouse road trip. This is the wacky segment. We got some puppets in the crowd. Bray Wyatt comes out. <laughs> He apologizes to Randy Orton. He says, last week was a giant misunderstanding. He's prepared for some jokes uh, for the Viper that will be hysterical. So you know where he's going with this. His first joke, he says, what's the best way to measure a Viper? Inches, because they don't have any feet. That's That's right. And we're not (laughs) done yet. What (laughs) What do snakes use to clean their car windows? Windshield Vipers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Randy Orton interrupts, and he says, for the first time in a long time, he was outmaneuvered by The Fiend last week, and it's never going to happen again. Randy thinks The Fiend's field or the field trip should pay him a visit tonight, and Randy wants to play a game of hide-and-go-seek, which Bray accepts. What did you think about this, Matt? I was going to point out one thing. It's happening more and more, and it's a, I swear to you it's a rib on Vince. It's the word maneuver. <laughs> Watch the talent. They're overly using it. And it's hilarious because that's what it is. It's being written in there. And normally we would just shit can that word. Like nobody says that word. We're not saying that word. Um, but I swear to you, it's an inside. Rib. I've heard it a lot lately. It's an inside <laughs> rib on Vince. I swear. Um, this was all right. Right. This was, this was, you know, anything with Firefly Funhouse, I'm part of, uh, I, I, I like. Bray is great. Um, he, I mean, as a, as the way he does these promos as an, as an actor, even when he was doing it before with the swamp gimmick, yeah. um, I love it. Like the, cool. the way he, he does it, but I, I'm just, this character is not doing Sick it for me. Of it. Well, the puppets, when you have the puppets signing carrots, you know, like Matt Riddle's carrot <laughs> and Randy Orton was scared of one of the puppets last week. Then it's like with all the magic, I don't. It just gets too hokey. When when the Fiend came out last year against Finn Balor at SummerSlam, I thought this was just something super hot. Like it was just uh, the coolest new character I've seen. And then they did all the tinting of the lighting, and then he can't die, and he's getting hit with toolboxes and thirty five curb stomps, and he still gets up. I like it better as just he's just this crazy guy with the mask. And when he's on that with that mask, he just you know it, he he just feels like a different person, but not that he's some mystical creature, and it, it just loses me there. I've actually enjoyed the character. I've enjoyed him and Alexa recently, and I think it's lost something without her there the past couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, and my main problem with this is like, who's the babyface in this feud? Like, Randy Orton certainly isn't acting like a babyface, and he's been the top heel. And you know, the WWE even produces a crowd to boo when he's doing things. Uh, and then with yeah. Bray Wyatt, if he's a babyface, like telling all these jokes, which, okay, yes, they're silly and whatnot, but this is something a heel would do, is tell all these hokey jokes and laugh hysterically at them obnoxiously. That's not something a babyface is doing. So so, so to them, this is the Joker versus, let's say, Bane, right? Sure. Bane is definitely the heel. There's no questions about it. But there's some areas of great with Joker where you laugh along with some of his crazy antics. But at the end of the day, he's still the Joker and he's still the heel. So I think this is heel versus heel. With us, kind of pulling for Bray. Yeah, because sure. they—they're you know they're piping in the crowd noise. They're putting in the cheers for Bray and then the boos for Randy Orton. Right. So they're definitely you know with the way they're trying to manipulate it, they're making it seem like, um, like yeah, Bray is the baby Bray's face. the face between the two. Yeah. Now Lily, Lily MJ saying breath is such a breath of fresh air. He plays the character well. Oh my God! Yes, he's yeah. an excellent performer. 
Yeah. He's a, he's like a method actor, dude. Yeah. He really is. He gets all into it. Yeah. Alonzo Smith is asking what happened to Alexa Bliss. I know she was in. Yeah, L- where is she? She was in L.A. filming an episode of Pump- Punky Brewster that Devon Dudley was actually um, uh, producing. But I think I actually think that was a little while ago. Devon said it was last week, but I actually thought it was a while ago. But okay. you would think it wouldn't take that long and she'd be done by now. And because Charlotte was filming, too. And I, th- I think she's she's done. So I don't know. Uh they haven't even mentioned her, so. Yeah. And Alonzo also saying, I'm not a fan of Sweater Bray with the puppets, but I like The Fiend. Yes, he had an ugly Christmas sweater for The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. <laughs> what was next? Any more what was next on the show? The, sh- the show. Okay. Um, so Mace gets into it with Ricochet. You talk about somebody screwing up a character. Does anybody uh, care? Does anybody really Ricochet. care about this? Just off the, off the top. No, Ricochet nobody cares. Ricochet runs down. Ricochet runs off Slapjack and T-Bar. Ali directs Mace to shut him down. Mace hits like a modified F5 and wins the match. Clean in the middle. Beats Ricochet. Ali says, this isn't until I say it does. Matt, go ahead. So it doesn't get worse than this. Ricochet, (laughs) you've officially hit rock bottom, my friend. I, I, I think it can't get worse for you. I feel terrible for you. I think you're a star. A star. A big star. A movie star. I really do. I don't know why this is happening to you, my friend. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't think anybody in this world that watches wrestling understands any of this. At first it was, okay, this is what they're doing. He's a huge star of the Indies. They're going to break him down like WWE always does and build him back up again. I'm still waiting, and so is the world, and we're not going to wait much longer. And it's not fair to this guy, this kid, because he is different. He is amazing to watch, and he is different. Well, Matt, there's other guys that can do high spots, not the way he does them. I don't know what it is. It's the same thing AJ Styles has. There's a certain pizzazz in English in their body language when they pull off the high spots that they pull off versus when others do it. Um, he's different. He's a star, and I don't. I know his promos could be better. They have gotten better, I think, a little bit, and they would have improved more if the kid could have some confidence. How the hell do you have confidence, though, when they're being treated this way? Uh, yeah, Mace. I mean, it... <laughs> Mace? May well, shouldn't be beating my neighbor. He shouldn't be beating anybody. He uh, so he lost to Mace this week. He lost to Slapjack. What like two weeks ago? Yeah. Ali the week before that. So first of all, why does Retribution even want this guy when they beat him really easily every week? I mean, they had twenty other guys just you know a couple months ago. <laughs> um, so why do they need Ricochet if he if all he does is lose? Brother. Oh no, no. This retribution. They need to throw a grenade on it officially. I thought they already did. What what are they doing? What is this lingering stuff? As if you are watching this, and typically it's like the stable's going after one guy, so you would think it's like he's going to go after one member of the uh, stable one week at a time and beat him until he gets to the leader. They've done this completely backwards because the leader beat him week one. It's like, who cares? It's like, I don't care about this anymore. I don't want to see Ricochet versus anybody. Like, the story's over for me. Yeah, they're probably, yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be T Bar or or Retribution <laughs> or uh, not Retri- uh, Reckoning being Reckoning. next week. Yeah, <laughs> down to the last two. Okay, so uh, we get to Shayna Baszler. Oh no, we go backstage. Okay, so another Matt Riddle. So Matt Riddle was all over the show, by the way. Uh, this time he's with <laughs> Ramblin' Rabbit. He's got an idea. Oh no, he's with Bray Wyatt. I'm sorry, he's got an idea. Uh, he's got pronouns bro- with a Venn diagram that he shows off. Uh, Bray Wyatt sulks off, and then Ramblin' Rabbit pops up, and Riddle calls Ramblin' Rabbit Baby Broda, kind of like Baby Yoda. 
and Ramblin' Rabbit signs a carrot for Riddle, who's got a little buddy at home he wants to sign a carrot for. What do you guys think about this? Raj, I can already tell you're dismayed, but Matt, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to throw it to Raj. My, my comment in this entire segment is, what the bleep was that? So, so I guess Matt Riddle walks around with carrots. Like, was he planning on eating it, or <laughs> he just had a carrot? And he went and got it signed. Oh God, I I hate what they're doing with Riddle too. Uh, I think. He's... Oh, it's terrible, bro. Noun. Yeah. I mean, I, I I just hated it. I'm sure there are some people that like it. Uh, I just no. think he just comes across as so That's irritating not. and just impossible to want to be someone you'd be behind. You know, but you'd get yes, that. just let him wrestle. There yeah. are talents you can just let wrestle, and they will get over on their own. He's one of them. Yeah. I don't know why they put him in these stupid segments with the overly bro crap. It doesn't add to his definition of character. We already know this about him. So how is his character advancement and character development? It's not. What is it developed? We know he says bro a lot. Awesome. Good story. We knew that like year, two years ago, a year and a half ago. They've done nothing new to add layers to the character. Mm-hmm. This isn't character development. This is a waste of my damn time. That's what it is. Yeah. And there's no subtlety to it either. It's just, uh, it reminds me of what they did with RVD. He was getting hot and they just made him this dude and they just had him say one word on TV. It's just really bad to watch. Even then, he still had the cool sign off crap doing that. I didn't care what he said as long as he signed off with that. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Um, (laughs) And his matches were awesome. But to be fair, Matt Riddle's matches are awesome. Just let him wrestle. Get out of his way. Let him wrestle. Don't let him talk for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Steve Marchichuli saying, uh, what's the bigger match, heel, fiend, uh, cross, or Balor down the line? Bigger match. Fiend heel, versus, fiend, big, versus Killer Cross, I guess, or Finn Balor? Uh, I don't know who we're matching up here. I think the Fiend Let's... against Cross or Balor. Oh, Cross. I mean, they've already done Balor. Cross. Yeah. Whoa. Um, <laughs> uh, a couple of these other... Uh, Super Chats. Yeah. Uh, okay, that was the last one. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Okay. So we get to Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke. Uh, Baszler starts off by trying to break Dana Brooke's arm. Immediately, Nijak jumps in and attacks Dana Brooke. So it's a disqualification. Mandy Rose comes down with a kendo stick. Asuka makes the save as well. And so they're teasing Asuka is going to have to find a new partner this Sunday. Is it going to be Mandy? Is it going to be Dana? Uh, so Lana is out of that match. Uh, then we go uh, backstage. Our truth talking to Huskus. Said you've spent time in the pen before, so pick pen penitentiary. Uh, truth asks Bray Wyatt if Huskus is his son, and then Wyatt continues to look for a Randy Orton. And our truth says, "What a beautiful family." So uh, real quick, do we just think there's so many puppets backstage? Yeah, they just, they just find them. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I hate when you're. I liked yeah. it in the fun house yes. in that in that setting. It's yes. great, but when they're around and scaring Randy Orton, <laughs> <laughs> yes. it sucks. But there's two things I like to do. I like the fact that they're in their own universe, but sometimes with the puppets, and you don't even notice it, they just have a puppet in the background with somebody. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty cool when they do that. But yeah. this whole the puppet not in the arena. Not in the arena, too. Yeah, I've seen them yeah. in the arena. I, I forget which one popped up there behind, like, where the fans usually would be behind the guardrail and stuff. And, like, this is stupid. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little more subtlety than I like. I just think if you're going to use the puppets on TV, the fact that they're these central figures is just ridiculous. But <laughs> no one thinks that these puppets are you know, real beings. So yeah. it, it just kind of, at some point, it's too silly for me. 
So then we go into uh, Bray Wyatt continuing to look for Randy Orton as we come back from break. Bray Wyatt sees an empty walk rocking chair, and he sits into it, kind of like the old Bray Wyatt. Uh, Randy Orton, of course, attacks him from behind, beats the crap out of him. WWE's airing the booing audio tracks. So we know he's a heel. He stomps Bray Wyatt in a chest, closes the chest, locks it, pours gas on it, lights it on fire. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, the fiend comes out of this chest and slaps on the mandible claw. Uh, what did you think about this segment, Matt? That part was okay. This this segment was all right. But they hurt themselves with all the other romper room crap they were doing early in the show. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a cool visual. Uh, it was mm-hmm. it was kind of cool the way they did it with the fiend coming out of the like I thought they were he was just going to walk away and the thing was going to burn. Um, yeah. But him having actually coming out with the fire going, it was a cool visual. You know, again, I'm not a big fan of the magic. And, and, you know, like last week when the Fiend, Bray Wyatt turned into the Fiend when the lights went out, uh, it just it just takes a lot of suspension of disbelief. But it was a cool visual. I thought it was a, it was a cool-looking segment. Kind of reminds yeah. me of the stuff they do with Undertaker back in the day. Yeah, and I like the, And the thing is, yeah. it does remind you of Undertaker in 98 and all the segments that they've done with setting things on fire. Very right. rarely, if ever, have you ever seen a guy come back from that and I think something like that makes the theme come off as really cool. I actually really thought that this made up for all the crap that they had earlier. Yeah. Um, we go to... <laughs> uh, real quick, David Draper with the Super Chat saying, Do you see anyone on the WWE or AEW roster that have Stone Cold or Rock potential? Could either of these guys on each roster be larger than life? I think you're, you're going way too high with Stone Cold and The Rock. I don't think we're ever going to see that. No, and to be fair, it, the business, not the business, WWE's business model nowadays is not set for that. They don't want, as much as they say they want, so I'm going to go grab that brass ring. I've watched 18 guys I can name right now reach that brass ring. That Stone Cold and Rock had reached back when they had their brass rings to go after, right? Um, it's not a real thing anymore. And it's done on purpose so they could paint by numbers. And when a Roman Reigns, who's their top dog, um, gets injured, they have people, multiple people, that they think they can slide in his place or in that top slot's uh, uh, place if any of them give or get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a smart business model for that reason, but it's stupid as far as them making yeah. as much crazy stupid money as they could be making right now especially when they all open it back to audiences and we start caring about who can draw fans to shows nowadays or not. That's not even a thing anymore. It's not even when this guy was on top, he drew this many fans. They don't even look at the statistics on that anymore. Yeah. Everything is company first. Yes, it is. But but also with, also with AEW, I mean, there's, I mean, again, the rock and stone cold, I think that that barrier is way too high, but maybe like a, like a Randy Orton. MJF. MJF, I think is a major star. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, MJF, I I think definitely he has the, the potential to be on that level, like a ransom <clears throat> type level, not a rocker. And in addition to WWE not being the business model to produce a rock, I don't think they have the ability to do it. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think, I think by now, for all we know, a thousand rocks could have come and gone. No, nah, no, the rock I, is one, one, the rock is one. I know, I don't remember the <laughs> He's the biggest rock. star in the world. As I, mean, a, <laughs> I mean, a thousand guys who could have been big stars or just been the top guy here and there. And they just, I just think if that guy, the rock, uh, you know, maybe because it's the rock and it's because it's Dwayne Johnson, but if Rocky Maivia would have come along today, they would have kept him as Rocky Maivia. I think they would have forced that. And I don't uh, maybe you would have yeah, been uh, yes. Remember, Rocky Maivia was a 
swap. And like they have to turn him heel, repackage and do that and go back to the drawing board. I don't think they have that type of patience today. I think today's WWE would have just said, no, this is our guy as Rocky Maivia. And we wouldn't have gotten even the rock. And I'll do you one better. Once it flat flamed out and he shoved, he was shoved down everybody's throats and it didn't work. He'd be in NXT or release. Yeah, I can't believe I can't believe I'm saying that. But yeah. that's how it would be now. And that's what I mean. We were, the Ricoch- Ricochet could have been a guy like that. Obviously not the Rock, but a guy. Not the Rock, but star. a major star. There's yes. a lot of guys like who a major, Yes, exactly. A major yeah. star in their own right with their own thing, and then just completely look. They had the next RVD and Matt Riddle, and they're screwing that up. Like there's a lot of things that they have that they really haven't done a good job at. But uh, speaking of Riddle, uh, he has a match against MVP. Very quick match. Brings out his bro nuts. Uh, hits the floating bro and wins the match. He's chased off by the Hurt Business, but uh, he's standing tall at the end there. Bro, he brought out his bro nuts. Like, come on. Like, this yeah. is the crap I'm talking about. But amazing in the ring. You cannot take anything away from him once that bell sounds. He's so damn different. He's awesome in the ring. Yeah. He yeah. really is. Um, Bigfoot uh, Sneakerhead back saying, this sucks that they will not let Aleister Black go back to NXT. Ooh. And I know Vince will punish him for that. WWE needs to be revamped badly. Dude, that's a good call. Black is somebody we were pretty high on. Um, oh, he he come... did ask to go back to NXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. He got and, denied, right? Yeah, he was denied. But they're, why? they're not even using him, so why not? Why? Why? What? what what's Because he's probably going to get released then, right? I mean, that's your... What, why? Why would you do that? If you're not using him, why not have him go back on NXT? Help him get other talents over, maybe, yeah. or or reestablish his his character was awesome. I don't yeah. know what they did with it. There was no reason to change his entrance. He had a dope entrance. Yeah, I don't know. He's good. He's yeah. very talented. Now he was he was like clicking like all his stuff. He he had worked on his physique. He looked athletic. He did. Yes. You know, he and the the music, the entrance, everything. It was it was so awesome. Cool. And then they just. I mean, he beat Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania this past year. That's how, you know, that's how quickly he's fallen. Yeah. Well, we go to the main event. This is the WWE Championship Ascension Ceremony. We start with AJ Styles saying and reminding everybody that he's never faced Drew McIntyre ever. He said, shock, he took Drew McIntyre in 19 years to climb this mountain. So they saw Drew lose to Orton. Uh, he said, you keep making all these mistakes. You're taking too many risks. You've never even been in a TLC match. Uh, and I'll look phenomenal with that title around my waist. Drew counters. He says his goal is not to get to the top, but to stay there. Said he led WWE through uncharted territories in 2020. Every man dies, but not every man truly lives. And he's willing Isn't to it from die. A movie? It's from something. I can't remember where it's from. I was going to look this up, but I can't. Maybe like somebody. Braveheart or something. Yeah. Oh, God. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> with all the stuff they did in the comedy at the beginning, and he goes right. back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he says he's willing to die, do whatever it takes to be champion. And AJ says, uh, well, it might not only be me who you have to face, which does bring up an interesting point we can bring up later on. But then Miz and Morrison come out. Uh, and so now they all three beat down McIntyre. McIntyre comes back, hits a claymore to Miz and Morrison, but then uh, gets overpowered, almost starts throwing weapons in. Uh, AJ Styles just destroying Drew McIntyre with chairs. Uh, phenomenal forearm, lays him out, and then Styles puts him through a table with an elbow drop from the ladder, and then he ends the show with the visual of AJ Styles standing atop the ladder with the WWE Championship to make you think that Drew McIntyre might be in trouble. And to their credit, they never lay him out, but they did. You know, Drew was kind of making it to his feet toward the end there because they do try to keep him strong, but they did essentially lay out Drew McIntyre on the show. <laughs> think about this. They did. They got to make you think AJ has a chance to beat him, which I hope he does. Honestly, I love Drew. I just don't see what they're doing with him. 
what's the main event for WrestleMania? Any of those matches for WrestleMania is much better versus AJ Styles, no matter who the opponent is, for my money. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Drew has kind of dealt a, a bad hand with having he was. the title reign during yes. this with no, no crowd. That's fair. And so he hasn't really been, his character, I feel like it just hasn't been that interesting. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't mind AJ winning, but I think there's no way that happens. I think uh, Drew's definitely getting going over. Um, but, yeah. What do you guys think about the angle that the Miz has money in the bank? This is a ladder match that can only, or was this going to be a TLC match, right? Or is this going to be a straight up, this TLC or a ladder match, whatever. There's no rules, essentially. You just have to go right. up and grab the title. Right. Miz has money in the bank. They just pretty much addressed that here. How do they, why, what, what's to stop the Miz from jumping in and, you know, screwing, you know, screwing Drew McIntyre out of the title or cashing him money in the bank and laying both those guys out? I think before Miz cashes that in, and, and I think he'll win it. I do. I think it's going to come after whenever. When does he have to cash it in until? Got till July of next year. So I, thought, May. I think it's May of next year. <laughs> so it'll be after Drew versus Sheamus's feud. Um, this is just a tease, maybe. Oh, who knows? Maybe he comes. We don't. We really don't know. Yeah, I could almost see. I could almost see uh, Miz and Morrison actually costing AJ the match because AJ was saying that Miz is yes. easier to beat, and then wanting to cash in on Drew that night. And just as as, he, as, he, as he's about to cash he in, Sheamus runs in and sure. you know makes the save, and so you go off the air, you know, with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was your show. Uh, overall, what did you guys think? Good Man. show, bad show. I thought yeah, I, I was pretty. I was pretty bored for most of it. Me too. So. Sorry, so much of this is the three-hour aspect of the show that yeah. that just makes it hard to sit through. Yeah. Um, but there's some great matches on here for what it's worth. I did like the opening match a lot, um, even though I thought he gave Sheamus way too much offense going into a championship match as the heel that we're supposed to think is going to up or beat Drew, or could beat Drew. You don't have him selling for Sheamus. That's my opinion. But the argument Raj made makes sense too that they got to build Sheamus for the next one. Could be that's true too. So the matches though were good. Um, a lot of them. A lot of the normal stuff that drags the show down dragged it down tonight. The terrible writing for the backstage stuff is terrible. The stuff with Riddle is god awful. They even managed to find a way to corny up Bray Wyatt a little bit, which I used to think was damn near impossible to do because his stuff is so original. It's so creative. But they have managed at times, not many times, let's say, let's be honest, but to do stupid stuff with Bray Wyatt. They need to be super protective of what they do with him. Um, but I don't know. As a, if we're grading this on a scale of 1 to 10 with 10 being the best, this is 6.8. Whoa. Okay, no, 7. <laughs> oh, okay. you I was going to give it like a 5. <laughs> oh, I go back to my 6.8. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> yeah it's just i mean it, you don't miss you didn't miss much watch no, if you missed tonight it wasn't as bad as last week last week you could have no. missed the whole show and nothing yes. happened um, what about you alfred there's only one segment i'll just go back and show people the fiend segment i just thought that was a super yeah. cool vision but other than that this show could have just taken or leave it and the oh, fact sure. that this is a go home show i what's my score for the show yeah yeah one to ten i would give it a five and a half yeah i came out you're going to say for a go-home show, it was weak for a go-home show? 
Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make me excited to see TLC. There's nothing that happened on the show where I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to see these guys lock it up." And uh, but but AJ, he, he wait, no, he didn't put him through a table. He jumped on top of another man that was laying across the table, which minimizes AJ's size. I just will put that out there. When you're wanting to send somebody home at the end of a, of a show like that, standing over the prone body, it's way better. AJ is strong enough to do this too, and I know Drew's a big boy, but AJ's strong. I told you, I've taken a Styles Clash before. He's strong as hell. He could have powerbombed Drew through that table. Um, oh, instead of having to come off the... But I think he wanted to use the ladder. It, like it, it, yeah. The whole thing was showing yeah. him using the tables, the ladders, and the chairs. And so, He's still being the little flyer. But yeah, okay, that's fair. But you want to send people home with, oh, I have to watch this pay-per-view because it is TLC. And throughout the entire show, they did try to put over aspects of Geez, sorry. Tables, <laughs> ladders, and chairs. Oh, the oh fiend is coming for you. He is, right? <laughs> right. Um, but they did try to, to put that element of the gimmick of the pay-per-view, right, over throughout the show. I just didn't think they did a good job with it. That's all. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, speaking of which, let's just run down this TLC card real quick. There's only six matches right now. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Who do you guys pick? Oh, jeez. Is it Bray or Fiend? Fiend. Fiend. Yeah, it has to be the Fiend. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Kofi Kingston, Xavier versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. It's going to be a great match, P.S. This should be a ladder match. I love Shelton that. I love that. I love that. Oh, my God. And what TLC. Kofi can do. That's yeah. a great call. Why isn't it? I have, no, I have no idea. you got two TLC matches, but they don't. Because the other years, they'd have like a tables match, a ladders no, match. No, you're right. They had a stairs match one year. Yeah. But, but dude, yeah. you're right. With what Kofi and Shelton could put together, oh, oh my yeah. god! And, and, and what uh, what's his name probably could do. He's never really Cedric. had a chance at it. Cedric, Cedric yeah, Alexander, yeah. He'll put some cool shit together too. I bet with that. Um, I hope her business wins. I do. Yeah, yeah give me the her business in this one. They need it. I, I, yeah. They could. I mean, they they would benefit from it the most. The new day, yes. it's not doing anything for them. No. Um, women's tag team championships: Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler against Asuka and TBA. Who's going to be TBA? I mean, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, probably Mandy Rose. I, I, it's staying on Jax and company. They might do something where Asuka just tries to do it by herself, and then uh, Lana comes in, hobbles, and helps. So I'll go with Asuka and TBD. Yeah, because if it's going to be Lana, I'm going to say. Lana and Oscar, uh, and Oscar. If it is Oscar that comes out, I mean, if it is Lana comes out at the end with her arm in a sling, bandage yeah. on her head, spirit of seventy six. <laughs> these women's tag team champions, they're going to make them into a complete joke because I mean, it wasn't too long ago where these were two of the hottest titles in the company when Bailey and Sasha had them, and they were doing their gimmick. And That's now great. we look at the possibility of a hobbled Lana as a tag team champion. What are we doing here? I I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Oscar's just taking them on by herself, and then Lana comes in later. I, oh man, I don't know. Again, that that match would have made sense as a tables match, given yeah. how that story oh, went, with Lana in it. Mm-hmm. Um, SmackDown <laughs> Women's Championships: Sasha Banks versus Carmella. It's way too soon to beat Sasha, still, right? It, it is. I feel bad for Carmella a little bit, right? But mm-hmm. it's Sasha. Sorry, it's definitely Sasha. Yeah, I got Sasha too. Yeah, same here. And then the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles in a TLC match. I'm going to predict the upset. AJ Styles somehow. Or The Miz even. How about that? You, you think The Miz leaves the show with the title? Oh. I got to predict something crazy here. Either AJ or Miz. is definitely not Drew is my weird prediction. 
All right. I was tired of agreeing with you guys, so I was going to predict AJ, but I guess I'll just go back to Drew McIntyre so that we don't agree. Yeah, I'm going to go with Drew, too. Everyone's <laughs> going to say Drew. Yeah. Yeah. And this one is uh, it's a no-brainer, but it should be really good. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens with the WWE Universal Championship. No way in hell they beat No Roman way in Reigns. hell. They better not. Yeah. Roman. No way in Roman. Roman. And Roman. whoever beats Roman should really be, like, super hot. You know, like, on fire. And there's nobody there yet. There's sorry. No and it won't be until we have fans and someone legit gets over. Yeah, should have given Keith Lee a year of being a monster. He would have been ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly. And so that was about it. Um, yeah, that was that was it. AEW, I will be back on Wednesday after AEW and NXT. Uh, the ratings this week should be interesting. I'm sure they'll all be down this week. AEW was, you know, yeah. kind of spiked last week with Sting and Shaq. But, um, yeah, that's that's about it. Matt, do you have anything you want to plug? No, those of you guys are looking to get in shape. If, if you're someone losing, looking to lose weight or add more muscle, whatever have you, whatever your fitness or health goals are, hit me up. Um, we have got Thrive, the three-pack here, guys. You take these two pills in the morning fasted, wait 20 minutes. Take the shaking. That's step two. Step three is you put one of these DFT patches on your ankle or your wrist. It gives you time-released energy throughout the day. It's an all-natural product. It's worked wonders for me and my beautiful wife, who's dropped 22 pounds in, like, slightly less than five weeks. She looks amazing, and this stuff is working miracles for me, my family, and a lot of my friends. Thank you for the support of all the fans of this show that have come out in droves that are all now on this stuff. I'm so happy to see that. And uh, you can, too, just uh, hit me up on DM, on uh, IG, or Facebook, Twitter, wherever have you, and uh, I'll get you started. And Alfred, what about you? Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Follow me on Twitter at This Is Nasty. Read my articles on Forbes, and uh, watch my YouTube channel, Pro Wrestling Bits. All right. Well, on that note, we'll see you guys on Wednesday after NXT and AEW. And until then, uh, we'll talk to you then. Take Later, care. guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.